This is the qualified. The qualified. The qualified. El calificado. The qualified with Ryan and Tiffany Huff. Hey, what's going on, Qualified family? Hope you're having an amazing day as always, and welcome back to The Qualified, where we showcase God's goodness with the ultimate goal of being to empower you to chase your potential and live a life that makes a positive impact. Y'all, my name is Ryan Huff. I'm your host, joined by my beautiful co-host, my lovely wife, Miss Tiffany Huff. Hello. How are you doing, baby? I'm doing great. How are you? Very well. Thank you very well. Y'all, we have a great <laughs> episode for you today. Uh, my wife, every time I do these intros, I always use my hands to talk <laughs> and such, and she's always over here mocking me uh, every time that I do pow, it. Like, she's like, pow, pow, you live amazing, positive impact and such. So that's what you have to look forward to when you get married, I suppose. But anyway, <laughs> we both just mock each other a lot. But, you know, that's what you do when you love someone, I suppose. But anyways, y'all, thank you so much for listening. Whether you're new to the podcast or this is your first, or you've already been listening, you're already part of the family welcome back y'all the reason we call this show the qualified is because i believe we are all qualified to make a difference with this beautiful gift of life that we've been given however there's a massive difference between having potential and actually going out there and doing something with it right i was just thinking about you know a great verse i think it's a uh, proverbs it's either proverbs 14 23 or proverbs 16 23 it's one or the other but it basically says um I, you know idle chatter leads to poverty but in hard work you know but hard work leads to prosperity or something that gummit what does it say i, I said it you wrong look the, it up? no it's um in all work, there we go. In all labor, there is profit, but idle chatter leads to poverty. So, in other words, if, you know, actions without without you know words without actions don't lead to anything. So, our goal with this podcast, you guys, is to hopefully encourage you, challenge you, and you know, and ultimately empower you towards living the qualified life, ultimately becoming the man or woman that God created and qualified you to become. Because remember. You're qualified for more. So never settle for less. Let's rock and roll. Y'all, we have, like I said, have another amazing episode for you today. Um, before we get going into it, we want to remind you guys this podcast is absolutely free. We do not run ads on the show. That being said, if you do get value out of it, there are several ways that you can support us if you like. First way is... You can share this episode with at least one person if it impacted you in a positive way. And or you can leave us a five-star review on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts. That would mean the world to us. Amen. And another way you can support us, guys, is for our my wife and I's company called Qualified Apparel, where we feed families in America through selling apparel. And what's great about that is that every one item that we sell provides 10 meals for families in America. So if you if you or someone that you know has you know any apparel that they need or custom printing they need for their business, any sort of way, just let us know. We'd love to serve you guys in that way. We also have retail drops that we do as well. So if you're interested in that, we'll love to uh, partner with y'all as well and uh, ultimately change American lives as well. I think our next retail drop is coming up either later this month or early next month. Early next month. Early next sure. month. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, beyond that, that's basically it with that. And then the next one would be Qualified Covenant. If you or someone you know has recently gotten engaged um, or is about to be engaged in that regard, I'd love to be your officiant on your day. Your boy happens to be an ordained minister, been officiating, you know, been having the pleasure to officiate weddings since 2018. And uh, we'd love to be part of y'all's special day as well. But there's just a few ways that you can support us outside of leaving, um, you know, just sharing out the show and just listening in general if you'd like. So that being said, we're going to open up with a quick word of prayer and then uh, we'll get into this episode, man. So Father God, thank you so much for this amazing day. Lord, I pray blessings over this conversation with my wife and I and this awesome person on the other side of our voice. Lord, I pray Exodus 4.12 that you would speak in and through us, Lord. Give us the right words to say and that ultimately this person would be empowered to become the man or woman that you've created and qualified them to become and uh, never settle for less because they're qualified for more, Lord, and live the qualified life. In your powerful name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. So today we have, what are we talking about today? <laughs> 
Well, let's <laughs> recap. So we changed the days that we're going to be posting the podcast. Oh, yeah. That's good. That's two good Mondays. Yeah. Yes. So that is a good thing to know. We're changed to Mondays. We just love Mondays. And I mean, who doesn't love listening to a podcast on Monday? Monday is like, the, I feel like the most productive day of the week. Well, for me. <laughs> For me, it is, really. And then, what else are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about just a little updates with us. And then we're going to go into marriage. And specifically, like, our marriage and what we've learned. And some other little examples that we're going to put in there. So, yeah. We can start with updating. That works. So. Update is uh, we are moving soon. So, that's a new update. We're moving um, to a new apartment uh, a little bit a little bit down the road from us as well. And uh, we actually just ended up ultimately just being a total God thing with how we found this place, with how um, the floor plan that we got, a better price, better deal, better timing, just everything, even with our current place, really just came into alignment. Uh, So that's super exciting. um, Yeah, we literally been at, oh, sorry. I just was so No, that was it, yeah. Okay. Well, the At Home, there's a place called At Home here in Texas, and they had a liquidation sale at the North Richmond Hills um, location, and we spent about, what, like six, I, I over-exaggerate, how much, like five and a half hours there looking for like, stuff? Yeah, it was embarrassing, yeah. It's an embarrassing, honestly, it wasn't really embarrassed. I was having a great time. We're looking for some rugs and stuff like to... Because it's a bigger floor plan now. So now we have more options and more room to do things. So it's super exciting. brings me so much joy. And we found a bunch of stuff. So if you live in Texas, I highly recommend going to the North Richmond Hills. More so if you live in the DFW area. Not if you live in like Brownsville or Amarillo. Exactly go. what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> Texas is a huge state, doofus. Yeah, 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 go ahead and drive all the way well, out here to, you know, save, you know, 10 bucks. I guess I still compare it to Tampa because Tampa is pretty like small. I just funny. expanded, but you know, yeah, go no. to at home in North Richmond Hills. If you Hills. live in the DFW area and you like to uh, save some money on some stuff, you should definitely check out at home in North yeah. Richmond Hills. They're having oh. a moving sale. I'm not sure how long it's going to last, but. So much stuff. 50% off, 40% yeah. off, 70% off. It's amazing. Yeah, it's not an but, ad for okay, at home, anyways, but Anyways, I was just so excited to share that because it's I see that. a great sale. And then. <laughs> she what? was like a kid in a kid. Store. Oh, oh my gosh, look at these pillows. I'm like, oh my There are so many pillows and we got four big pillows. Place, yeah, well, we've never had big pillows before and now we have four big pillows. Two for the sofa, Terrific. two for a room. But anyways, okay, aside from that, um, what else? So we had a very uh, interesting weekend, I would say. Um, um, we have some peace in the house right now, which feels so good. Um, oh. And then... <laughs> I'll be talking in depth about that uh, next episode. Yeah, our next like episode yeah. would mostly be about what? This last weekend occurred, but um, well, I also went to the IF conference. Um, our friend Kylie, she um, gave, it was on the last episode. On the last episode, she gifted me some tickets to go with her to the IF conference. I wasn't able to go yesterday, but I went Friday night, and it was so amazing. So much breakthrough there, and just great a great word from all the speakers and amazing worship. So that was a great time. And yeah, I think that's good with our updates, right? Do you have anything? Oh, you want a dog? That's basically. (gasps) Oh yeah, yeah. I was gonna also say if anybody knows of any place to get a golden doodle that's reliable, and I want an what is an F one B? A a reputable breeder is what we is what we need. Reputable breeder, not just reliable, but (laughs) a A reputable reputable breeder. Yes. But yeah, F one B is what we're looking for. F one B golden doodle, so cute, and if it has like the little white patches, even better. And it has to be a female because Sunshine wants a gal. But I have Bailey Romo at home, and he's a boy. So I just want a sister for Bailey because I can't have Bailey here with me right now. So (laughs) I wanted to put that in there just in case. 
She just put it out there, but I told her, I'm like, listen, we can get a dog because we're going to be on the first floor at this new apartment that we're going to be at. And we, the, literally yeah. our backyard is like a, like has like a, it's like a garden in the backyard, <laughs> like which is garden. fascinating. But anyways, um, yeah, so we're actually in a better position to do that. But these little rascals are like anywhere from two to $4,000. I was like, holy smokes. Maybe like a very affordable too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I so, know that's a lot to ask for, but if anybody knows. Yeah, anyways, but yeah, yes. that's what we were putting it out there. But <clears throat> so we're actually, you know, in the, in the market for one, but once we can afford it that's the important yeah part, i know the lord will bring i know the lord the will right bring time. her we've been praying over her name you want to say her name i don't even remember her name her name will be sire oh, yeah, grace yeah. that's right yeah. sire grace it's different it has a meaning to it but we'll share that later on <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway so yes. yeah that's kind of some life updates but what are we talking about today you said so, marriage marriage so let me just start off yeah i feel like you have a better understanding about it than i do cool so we're going to talk about marriage today and the main reason why we started the oh, if you listen to the first podcast when I officially joined into the podcast, you may remember why we came in together doing this podcast and using this platform as a ministry to or well, stewarding a word that would gotten yes. spoken over us. Do you want to talk on Not, that? Yeah, I mean, so basically, you know, it kind of just comes into. Which is kind of ironic that you know you wanted to talk about marriage and such because I always had the, the stance, not maybe not always, but maybe in the recent years of not basically just having a sense of like until you're married for at least ten years, you really have no business talking about you know how to you know make your marriage work and how to you know have a successful marriage and such like that. And I still very much hold to that you know truth, but at the same time. I'm like, well, if there's things that you've walked through that you have experience in, I mean, I feel like your experience is just as valid as other people's experience in that regard who's had a longer marriage. And provided that you're doing it God's way and provided that your marriage is actually working and you're happy in that marriage and you're growing and moving forward and Mm -hmm. such and prioritizing your spouse, you know, and and making sure you're pursuing God for God, most importantly, but you're also prioritizing your spouse as well. Um, But now now that I look at it, I'm like, well, actually, that was it's actually not a bad thing to talk about marriage where we're at right now. But like essentially why we're on this podcast together and doing it together is because we're just stewarding a word that was spoken to us. We were at this, you know. Um, I forget what the word was, but basically it was like a prophetic, um, ser- a prophetic service that we were at, at our, at our church, um, uh, where essentially these people who are gifted in the prophetic will speak over people as they feel led by the spirit. And, you know, Tiffany and I just so happened to get spoken to, um, on the third day of it is the last day of this Presbyterian service. It was literally like the morning of, and Sunshine's like, no, we already been to two and nothing like, you know, we, the Lord didn't have a word for us at that time, but I'm like, no, we have to go in this morning. Yeah. And like, we were thinking like, oh, it's okay if we don't have a word. And literally the guy who came up to us is speak yeah. a word into us is like ah i feel like y'all are just like oh it's okay if everyone else has a word but it's okay if we don't have one and we're just kind of laughing it's like oh that's exactly what we were thinking mm-hmm. um but anyways like that guy what he spoke to under the unction of the holy spirit was just saying that you know you guys really love each other and you're going to use your love for one another to encourage other couples other young couples um and like something can to see that us on the stage and yeah it was um, just speaking to young couples a bigger couples. bigger platform than what we're doing now and such we're like well all right so we need to steward that and so that's why we're you know part of why we're on here doing that not part of that's exactly why we're on here doing that um just stewarding that word well and just honoring the lord with that so um yeah that's basically yeah and saying that um it's just it's been different like ever since we got that word i feel like i've i don't know i've been more intentional on the lessons that we've we learn throughout marriage and the things that have happened in our marriage that we grow from and it's it's exciting sometimes it's frustrating sometimes like why like why do we have to walk through this right now but like the lord is so faithful and so then the main thing that got me to say okay we have to do this episode okay so let's take you back to valentine's day 
This <laughs> sounds best I was gonna say. <laughs> I'll make a long story short. There was we had this plan to like make our little lentil noodles with the organic chicken with the little Alfredo sauce. And we had like a nice dinner that Sunshine cooked for us. And then we we're supposed to have ice cream at night. Mind you, we don't have ice cream like often. We treat ourselves with ice cream, you know, when we want to, like probably like once a week. And I was like, okay, well, on Valentine's Day, we're going to share some ice cream. It's going to be good. We'll watch Gilmore Girls. But I ended up falling asleep before the ice cream. And I woke up kind of like in a, like, I feel like a, like it's just like an attack from the enemy. I just kind of felt very anxious for no reason. Um, but that slowly went away. And when I went to go get the ice cream, like, are you ready for ice cream? Sunshine, what did you say? Like, I don't want that crap or I something. I feel like there was something that preceded that, why why I said that. I don't remember what I happened. I think you're upset because I was feeling like a little anxious for no reason. Something I couldn't really like control it was just happening yeah um and um you've been so understand you've gotten so much better with that and i get it because you never really were never experienced, experienced that, so that. It's, to me it's just like what are you doing like snap out of it yeah but if you know anxiety and you know stuff like that it, it's a real thing um but once you know the lord it, it's you view it differently so pour your cord up out of the this thingy there you go okay cool better yeah it was like causing some feedback yeah you're good go okay ahead. cool and so basically yeah so that happened um so after, after that and you were like i wasn't i didn't really want to I, I, like, I didn't want any crap, junk food i was junk? like i don't want that crap and, and then i felt bad i'm like wait junk food i was like i don't eat ice cream every night and like wait this is our plan this is what i want to do so I kind of went to bed and we usually, we, we try our best never to go to bed angry. And that's one thing I do not ever like to do is go to bed angry. You've gotten better at that too, for sure. Yes. And a lot better. Yeah. And so that night I was just like, sunshine, apologize and stuff. I'm like, it's okay. And I just kind of like turned around. I really didn't want to talk about it. I journaled. I didn't really want to talk to you, but I was kind of mad. And then. <laughs> you I, don't say. Yeah. I wanted ice cream. I should have just ate the ice cream by myself. Like mom. I was just you like, always just want to do it with me every yeah. single time. I don't want to do it with you. I'm like, you can do it by yourself. But it was You're Valentine's okay. Day. It was different. <laughs> no, it's the same. <laughs> every time. You're like that without it just being Yeah. Well, I day. like spending time with you over That's ice true. cream. Um, but so anyways, I wake up in the morning and then I'm still mad. I just couldn't get over it because a lot of things had built up because I felt like, you know, we make a lot of promises and like they never, not never, a lot of the times they don't follow through. Why? Because something comes up or something else comes up and it's just like, it sucks because I felt like not as loved by you. I felt like you weren't loving me like you used to or pursuing me like you did in the beginning. And so I was like, how am I going to talk about this? Like, I don't know the right words to say. So immediately I remember when Mama Huff was like telling me like, it just hap so happened. We we're talking about always like pray and pray the Lord gives you the right words to say and, and softens his heart and softens my, soften my heart, Lord, and to know and things like that. And so then are you good? Is this good now? And so after that, I was just praying to the Lord. And I, as we sat down, I remember we we're talking about just, you feeling like if you can go into debt with it if you want to, but like you, if you don't go to the gym in the morning, then you feel like I can't, if I can't show up for myself in that way, then I can't show up in my marriage. I can't show up in my job. And that was such, it's such a lie from the enemy, such a lie, because what we came to talk about was, you know, you can't idolize the gym as 
how your day is going to be. If I don't go to the gym in the morning, that means I'm not going to be a good husband or not going to be a, a great business owner and steward what the Lord has placed in my hands. Well, like, no, that does not define you. And I think the more that we spoke upon it and stuff like that, you came to realize it and I can really see it in you like, wow. And then I, the main thing was the biggest investment, like I told Sunshine this day, on the day after Valentine's, like the biggest investment that you can make, one is your time with the Lord. And second is in your marriage. And we don't, we hadn't really gone on a lot of dates. And I'm going to be honest, like the first year of marriage was really hard because like we're just figuring out things, trying to save our money, didn't know like what we should spend it on, feeling guilty if we did spend it on something that maybe we could have saved it for. And late, the more that we did that, the more distant it kind of became with us between us intimately because we weren't spending intimate time together. It was intentional time. Intentional. Together. Yes. It was more so talking. It's always talking about work, you know, cause we work together. It's always talking about this and that. And what are we going to do here? What are we going to do there? But it was not just us and just being a couple and being a married couple. And I was, re- I just really, really, really want that. And so when I talked, when I was talking to you, I, I felt like what did I say, I'm like, it just feel like you're being, a a lazy husband and I want to like if there's something I'm doing wrong like I want you to talk to me about it speak to me about it but if we can't invest in our marriage then our business is going to go downhill our the podcast is going to go downhill everything that the platforms and the things that the Lord has put in our hands is going to go down because we're not investing first with our time with the Lord second our marriage we need to invest in our marriage even if it's $40 a week like that's investment. And I know those $40 will multiply. Why? Because we're stewarding our marriage well. And yeah. that will multiply other things in our life. And it will help us to become more of a team. It helps us to feel loved by one another. And that's something really important because if you start to lose, it, it could be easily done and unintentionally done that you lose that, that just love and intentional like sacrifices you do for one another because maybe sunshine doesn't like going on as many walks as I do, you know, but he'll now like learning like, okay, I'm going to do it because I know you love to do it and he'll learn to love it too. Right. And even when it comes to the, our first date after that was acai bowls and we went to this, this vegan like place. It was super yummy. We had like a little, it was delicious. So actually. good. Yeah, it also helped that we were super hungry too. Oh, so. we're starving. <laughs> we had like, we split like a Caesar wrap and with like a smoothie and we went to at home for five and a half hours. I mean, that was a good time for us. Like we actually were just spending time with each other. Less, we didn't really bicker. It just, it was just a great time. And I love that. And now intentionally we're doing more of that. I, I forgot what we did the week after that. I don't know what we did. Uh, don't remember. I don't know. But every every week now, it doesn't have to cost money, guys. It doesn't have to be an all-sayable $40 a week. It be a walk or like a picnic by the water. And just, ladies, I mean, I guess it's more, it's, it's probably better if your husband doesn't really like setting up picnics. Then maybe you set up the picnics. Hey, everything's ready. Like, I'm excited for us to do this. And, you know, that gets them more excited not to have to probably plan stuff. Unless your husband's a planner. My husband on the other side does not want to plan a picnic. So (laughs) I can plan the picnic and he can just show up. I know that he'll enjoy it once he's there. I know it for sure. And so things like that to help move your marriage forward and not derail your marriage. And going into that, that was my main point 
of, of this, like investing in your marriage. And the second point I want to make, and I don't have notes, guys. We're just kind of going like an unplanned kind of thing. But the second point is watching who or watch how do i put this in words well, before you before you say that okay you're talking about watching who protecting your peace and all that kind yes of yes, yes. Um, but before you go into that i was just going to say when it comes to like the feedback and such that you had for me whenever you're you know saying hey you're being a lazy husband and such i'm like and quite frankly it was, it was you know difficult to hear but at the same yeah. time it was truthful i know you're just saying it in love um at the same time, it was like, it just sucks because it, it, I knew that was being, you were being truthful and I knew that was right because, and I don't know why it was like a correlation that I made or I was like, you know, if I don't go to the gym, if I don't, I think it was also, I think it was mainly because I was comparing who I used to be and such, yeah. um, you know, you know, being like, you know, running like for instance, the, you know, the countdown, you know, half mar- the countdown marathon was this weekend as well and such. And I was looking at, you know, different people's times and whatnot. And I was looking at what did I run back whenever I was running and such. And it was cool to see that. I was like, you know what, I'm going to put in the work to get back to that space but I'm going to be in a much better headspace than I was back then. Um, cause there were things that I was struggling with and things that I was wrestling with and such like mentally. Um, and that I was struggling with back then that I, now I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm getting victory over those things now. Yes. And now that I can focus on, you know, developing cause it's so important to work out. It's so important to move your body. Exactly. It's so important to take care of yourself. And I wasn't doing those things. And whenever I wasn't doing those things and I was, I was because I wasn't taking care of my own like vessel, if you will, I wasn't taking my own, care of my own body. And I was thinking when I wasn't getting my workouts in, I was like, well, I'm a failure there. I've already failed today because I haven't gone to the gym or it's too late. I haven't gone to the gym. I haven't got my workouts in. I'm a failure here. And so it'd be difficult for me to put energy into my marriage as well because I'm like, well, I've already failed here. Then I'm, I'm already going to fail in these other areas too and such. And what I had to realize was, it's like just because you missed a day at the gym doesn't mean you didn't have a you know a green light just to you know just to you know not not invest and not put energy into your marriage as well. So it's like yes, hearing that thing sucked, but at the same time, it's like you got to take ownership and responsibility. Like yes, hearing something like that might suck to hear in the same way that someone say, hey, you're fat, or hey, um, you're a loser, or hey, this and that. It's like I mean, it's true. But yeah, like, it's true. There, there's there's a degree of truth to that. It might be offensive. It might be hard to hear, but at the same time the truth that has the greatest ability to set free also has the greatest ability to offend. Like you can choose to get offended by something or you can choose to say, Hey, that's actually, yeah, that's hard to hear. But at the same time, is there a level of truth to it? And if there is a level of truth to it, am I responsible for that? Chances are yes, because more often than not, we're the reason why our life is, is, or is not working out. Um, you know, even if it comes down to, we weren't responsible for the things that happened to us, but we were responsible for the, for how we responded to those things, which then impacted how our life played out as well. So anyways, at the end of the day, it's extreme ownership in that regard. But like when I, when hearing that from you, I was like, man, that sucks. But at the same time, you know, she's right. And even though it's like, I don't particularly care going on walks, I don't particularly care going Not for, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Even though I don't particularly care for those things as much as you do. Cause like if it was, if it was up to me, like I don't care going out and doing things all the time. Like if it was up to me, like we just stay home on a regular basis. Right. And just, you know, watch TV and every now and then or whatever have you, but like that's perfectly fine with me cause I'm content with that. Um, but you are much different than that. You want to go out and go for walks. You want to go out and do experience stuff, and it was, which is great. And I've come to, in the last like week and a half or whatever it was since we had that conversation, I'm like, you know what? Even though I don't necessarily enjoy those things as much as you do, because I love you, therefore I'm going to make a concerted effort to actually start doing those things because 
I love you. And most importantly, I love the Lord, which the Lord loves you and you're a daughter of a daughter of the God. So I need to make sure that I'm stewarding you because he's placed you in my life and I need to steward you well in that regard as well. You know, and so I can't expect to get into higher levels in my business, higher levels in my body, higher levels in other things if I'm not stewarding what God has already placed in my life as well. It's just another test of stewardship in that regard. So yeah. it, it just... um. Yeah, man, whenever someone tells you something that might be a little stingy to hear, it's like, yeah, it might suck to hear, but is it true? If it is true, then you know what? Hey, don't be a little, you know, don't be a little wuss about it. You know, don't be a coward about it. Don't run it away. Try to keep it clean. Yeah, um, I, I, like, I wanted oh, to no. say a different word, but like, don't, <laughs> don't, don't be a wuss about it, man. Like just man up, you know, and like girl or guy, just man up, like take ownership, take responsibility of it. Yeah, it might suck to hear at the same time, is it true? If it is true, what are you going to do about it? You're going to sit around. You're going to sulk about it. You're going to be like, oh, woe is me. I can't change. Cause I used to say that all the time. Like, I mean, you can testify yeah. to that. I'd be like, oh, this is how I've always been, which is right. true to a, to a degree. That is very true. I have always been that sort of person that would self-sabotage that with this, that with that. But at the same not time, anymore, not anymore though. And like, I speak against that. Like, mm -hmm. I'm, that's not me. I don't do that. And like, you have to realize guys, like whenever it comes to those mental games that the enemy, the devil plays against you, you have to realize it's like, you have the authority to speak against that. Like there is power in the tongue. I think it's, uh, was it Proverbs 18, 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And James, I think it's James 3, verses 2 through 12 that talk about um, the, the authority that we have in the tongue. Like the tongue might be a small vessel, but it, it controls a really big, a really big, big, just like, mm -hmm. um, it's like, for instance, it gives the analogy of, you know, a bit in a horse's mouth might be a small unit, but at the same time, it controls the entire horse in the same way. The tongue might be a small limit, a small unit in our body, but at the same time, it controls our entire body. And I think there was even science. I feel like you said this or something like the, like our tongue is like, whenever we speak, like, I feel like you said it. Whenever you like go about the, the, the demons and stuff. What? No. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> well, when you speak, when you speak out something and you're speaking against it, like you said, leave in the name of Jesus and you're speaking against it, those that whatever's speaking in you, that's not from the Lord, you're slowly killing it. Uh, yeah. I, is I that think what so. it is? No, I don't think, I, but basically I think it was my mom or someone that basically said that there's like new science that came out recently. It says, whenever you speak something, those Papa words... Huh. That's it. Dad was saying that. Um, it's like, you know, whenever you speak something, it literally is connected to every organ in your body. Like, like you every say, vessel oh, I feel body. like I'm dying right now. Your body will literally. think like, oh, I guess we're dying Dying's and such. Yeah. And it'll start making, you know, you know, it'll start doing certain things to like, you know, yeah. to align with what you're saying and such. In the same way, it's like if you're speaking life into something, it, whatever you appreciate, appreciate. So speak life into things that you want to get better. If you want your marriage to get better, speak life into it. If you want your body to get better, speak life into it. And like, and, and also actions follow your words as well. So like, there's a, there's a great saying that says it's like you know your actions are speaking so loud I can't hear what you're saying. You know you might want something to happen, but at the same time you have to be putting actions behind it. If you want your marriage to be better, yes, obviously speak life into it. My marriage is great. I love my wife. I love my husband. My God is blessing our marriage. We're doing incredible things. We're growing together. We're getting in the word together. Whatever have you, right? But you also have to put in action behind those things. I can't just say you know whenever yeah. Tiffany comes to me with her valid you know, her valid assertions as to what she's not happy with in our marriage. I can't just be like, Oh, well, you know, I hope it gets Too better. Bad. And the, yeah, I can't just say, I hope it gets better than not do anything with it. I mean, yeah, it might not be something I particularly want to do, but at the same time, if I want to save my marriage and want to have my marriage be fruitful, then 
what, what am I going to do? Either sit, sit there and do nothing about it, or am I going to get up, get my butt off the ground, take ownership of it, bite the bullet, and actually do what I need to do to get it done? So. Yeah, and I'm really proud of you. That's so good. Um, but I'm very proud of you because you have been, and like even like just spontaneous flowers and the little things that you used to do back before. Even your notes. And leaving me little notes. I love that so much. So you've been doing such a great job. And just to tag along that before we move on, you just brought up like something, even like, cause Sunshine has been working on himself um, and just his, his mental state and like doing things little by little and more consistently. And that leads to so much progress. And it's about winning the day, really. You don't have to, day. it's really easy to get overwhelmed with the entire process because it, it, like, for instance, even me, like when it comes to like, you know, getting back into faster running and such, like, gosh, like, cause I look back, I'm like, dang, that was in 2019. And it took me like several years to get to that point. It's like, well, yeah, it might take that. But it's like, if you realize if you just focus on winning the day, you don't have to win the entire, you know, entire year. You don't have to, you don't have to see the whole staircase. You just have to take the first step. So it's like, win today. What can I do today that'll help advance my life a little bit more? So I'm a little bit, at least 1% better than I was yesterday, you know, and then just focus on that. And if you didn't win the day, okay, well, what, what did I do wrong? How can I win tomorrow? And then focus on winning that day. And then once you win that day, those that day ends up into two days and those days end into weeks and those weeks into months and those months into years. And so it's like, it compounds on itself. So you're smiling because you've been telling me this too. So <laughs> like, can you tell he's been listening to his wife? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, like, wow. the, my wife and the people I've listened to, but it's like, sometimes yeah. it takes a little bit for something to click. I feel like, but which is totally okay. Yeah. Yeah. But it's spot on. And like, what even, is that saying when the student is ready, the teacher appears or something like that? I have no idea. You never heard, heard that, that saying? one. No, basically it's like when you. the student is ready, the teacher appears basically when you're ready to actually learn. Oh, you actually see the teacher there. Correct. Well, not physically, but yes, yes you're, you're, you're <laughs> correct. <laughs> yeah. And, and to tag on that, like even when it comes to working on yourself and the things that you've like walked through and things like that, just a little example before we move on this past Saturday, I went to a lymphatic massage that mama Huff, um, blessed me with. And it was the huge, the, the most life-changing experience that I've had. And I'm not going to go into a lot of detail because it's very deep. But when I went there, this woman is just so amazing, incredible. Wow. She's totally anointed. And she just hears from the Lord so clearly and so gently and so genuinely. Um, and you just feel so much peace with her. And when I'm like laying on the table, um, just not like the table, like the cushiony thing, the massage thingy. And she just like was feeling like my neck and then like my feet. And there was things that she was like feeling that, you know, basically that I was, haven't been in tune with my body and like who I am for a really long, probably ever, probably ever. And because I haven't been in tune with who I am inside, like my body just being intentional with my organs, like with, I know it sounds very like holistically kind of thinking, but it's very true. I haven't been in touch with my, my stomach with like just my kidneys with things like that, that all have an association with your life, your mental clarity, your health. And when I was laying on that table, there came a point where I felt this peace out of nowhere. Like I felt this peace when she was doing this massage and Mind you, I'm doing this massage because I want to better myself, not only for myself, but for our marriage, for our future kids, for those reasons. And I felt a sense of peace that I never felt because you could sunshine could attest. I'm sometimes I'm very timid, like I'm very anxious. I'm very 
like this and I don't want to put that over myself but a lot of that's what I've been used to you're breaking through that and yeah. I'm breaking through that and I want to be genuine and just honest with you all because I know a lot of people walk through this and they feel like there's no way out and it can be affecting your marriage it could be affecting that because even when I get anxious sometimes sunshine doesn't understand it you know so you want to try to do your best to break free from those things and you can yeah. and when i did this massage you're not saying everyone's the same you don't just don't go get a lymphatic massage from some random person oh i'm <laughs> gonna get healed and i heard like, tiffany say this, this and, yeah, yeah yeah now i'm gonna get healed and all this stuff but like when i was laying there she was just like just just praying over me while she's doing her thing and i felt this peace that I usually feel tense. I usually start shaking when I get nervous. And at first I was tense. Like I usually my butt kind of clenches and then it kind of like releases when I'm like calm. And at one point, like during the massage, when she just kind of like my body was getting warmed up by the, the chair, like the, the little table thingy. And she was still doing the massages and releasing things and stuff. It just felt like touching. It didn't feel like really massage. And there was one point where I was just like, I felt like, I, I felt like just, I was like a spirit and like my body was just there. I could, I was in tune with my body for the first time ever in my life. The first time I've ever been, it makes me emotional, in tune with my body. And she says something to me that really stuck to me. And this, I, I hope this resonates with someone, but she said, you have been so used your whole life to being stressed and anxious and and this heightened level, like you always have to be doing something. You always have to be going somewhere. Your, your mind's constantly running. And because I told her, I said, sometimes at night when I feel too calm, I'll wake up in the middle of nowhere. I'm like, sunshine, sunshine. Like, I feel like I'm dying. I feel like my heart's stopping. I feel like I, I feel anxious when I start to feel calm. And she goes, that's why I recently bought chloroform. So I'd be no, like, all right, no, go no. back to bed. He didn't talk about this chloroform <laughs> since I was moving here. And oh, you're anxious, huh? Does this feel like chloroform? <laughs> <laughs> right back to bed. Blah, blah. <laughs> back into a serious <laughs> note. Basically, she said, you have been so used to being in a state of anxiety and stress your entire life that when you start to feel calm, that makes you anxious because you're not used to it. It's foreign to you. And you feel it's not safe because your body's um, source of safety is being anxious. And I was like, wow. I was like... That's interesting, yeah. That hit so deep because I never felt so much at peace. But when I came home and I'm still going to be working on this, I'm going to be doing like little stretches and listening to my body. I'm not on macros anymore. I'm doing those things. And if I wasn't married to you though, if I wasn't married to Sunshine, if I wasn't... In this time in my life, I don't feel like I would be like in this mindset. I still feel like I would be tracking my macros, like striving to do the things, striving to thing, be, yeah, yeah the, the next thing, what's the next thing? I have to do this. I have to do that. But the Lord took me away from the things that I thought and he brought me here for a reason and placed me in this family for a reason. And it was just something so it was just a source of breakthrough that I'm going to be continuously working on, but it's not just for myself. It's for our marriage. And so and for our future children, and for our future such, children, yeah. breaking generational curses. It's interesting how you say it like that too. Like, you know, I'm so used to being at stress that whenever I actually feel peace and feel calm, I'm like, what is this? Like, this doesn't feel yeah. normal and such. But when, when I actually in reality, like yeah, peace and you know, that should be your norm. And you actually like for the first time when I was talking to them, like mama Huff was there with me the entire time. I love her so much. And, um, me too. Join the club. Yeah. And when, um, my, the, the massage, um, therapist, I don't know what exactly to call her the lymphatic massage. She was, she was there. She was, they're just basically telling me like, 
there is freedom like you the, the peace is there like there is life here you know because i won't lie sometimes i'm like is this how my life is always going to be at always a constant being stress always, always be stressed. anxious all that kind anxious. of jazz yeah it gets exhausting. Cast your cares on the Lord. Yes. And he will carry you. Anxious he will. for nothing. Yeah. Anxious for nothing. And he's with you the whole time because the Lord spoke through this woman the entire time. And I felt his presence. I felt the peace. It wasn't some cuckoo kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. It's it not, wasn't. Not those oversaid kind of no. weirdo. Like Mama Huff would never bring me to one of crap. those. New age crap. No. Yeah. <laughs> nothing Not a wolf like in sheep's clothing. None of that stuff. Yeah. None of that. And this was something so special and so significant. So I just wanted to put that in there. If you have room for counsel like in your life to, to seek someone for help and, and that's in those things i would just continuously pray about it because the enemy doesn't want that for you he doesn't so, want you free of bondage he, he wants you want in you. chains mm -hmm. he doesn't he, want you breaking out exactly and that if you don't get free from that it does affect your marriage it does affect the future your future generation and like you want to end that and so going on to our next point is watching who you bring into your home watching who you vent to watching who you're speaking about like you're, you don't want to speak badly about your husband and 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 i think i've caught myself not speaking badly but venting more so to the wrong people i remember when you vented to those bunch of goofballs a long time ago and oh i was God. like that was in the beginning of our marriage yeah, no. yeah i was very new to <laughs> i didn't even know who like, these you people, vented like, to really them were. of yeah. all people yeah i didn't even really know them well and they just felt like they made me feel like some sort of comfortability like they yeah. made me comfortable and wanting to talk benefit of hindsight made sense that's the yeah, yeah and i shouldn't have though yeah. that was wrong of me and i shouldn't have and because that makes that just puts you in a predicament where those people are going to start judging your significant other and you don't want that that's why it's good to when it, it's be, to be scrupulous about who you go to and who you trust with things that you tell people. Mm -hmm. um, don't tell people everything. Like that's the rule of thumb. Everything. Like people don't need to know everything about your life. Boundaries. They yeah, then you need to have healthy boundaries in your life. It's yes. like it's not rude to not tell people anything. If they think it's rude, well, that's on them. That's not on you. Yes. You know, it's like you know, it's, it's not about not being nosy. Like you know, it's like <laughs> just because you don't tell people something doesn't mean it's a bad thing. It's like you know, you can keep things to yourself and honestly mind your own business. Is yeah. what it really just comes down to. But yeah, just being really careful about who you, not careful, but just being really cautious about cautious. who you, um, you know, open up to and who you reveal stuff to and such in that regard. Because if you reveal it to the right people, then they'll be like, oh yeah, I, I understand what you're talking about. Um, how can I pray for you? How can I uplift you? And they'll talk you through it mm -hmm. versus being like, you know, the wrong, the wrong person. It's going to go with it. It's going to go with it. They're going to be like, oh yeah, you know, they're going to, they're going to speak death into that area or they're going yeah. to be happy that you're having those issues or they're going to mm -hmm. be jealous that you're actually going through good stuff or whatever yep. have you. It's like, no, those are the wrong people to open up to. Those are the wrong people to vent to. The right people are going to challenge you to make it better, convict you, um, you know, bring, you know, bring, uh, you know, conviction or call you out whenever you're doing something wrong yeah. and they're going to praise you when you're doing great things and such but ultimately what it really comes down to is like proverbs was it 27 17 where iron as iron sharpens iron so a friend sharpens the countenance of a friend so like go go to the people that are going to make you better go to people that you can actually trust that are not going to obviously gossip about you as well and talk yep. crap about you after you divulge something to them in, in trust and good faith and that that's so good because it's spot on and i think we've experienced that and it's just watching our, our tongue and our mouth and like who we speak to and who we seek counsel from. And even like letting who you let into your home and remembering also that just because you were friends with someone back in the day, just because yeah. you had a relationship with someone in your lifetime. I mean, I've had friends since like elementary school. 
that I still talk to. But that does not mean it gives permission for me to go vent about my husband to them because you also have to realize too, like even with my situation, I want to say situation in my like kind of scenarios would be, I've known people for a really long time and I've always been someone who's been super nice and I feel like I owe it to everyone to say my life or to vent too much or to say yes to everything and had never set boundaries and I realized that yesterday that word boundaries and I'm like wow that is strong because boundaries are so important you reminded me of a pastor uh, I'm not sure if he's even pastoring anymore he's a pastor he used to he spoke at gateway young adults back in the day it was actually called seven back in the day is what it was called yeah um, but it, his name is Mike Gazzardo he goes he was talking about boundaries he goes boundaries are good <laughs> <laughs> boundaries are good y'all yeah, yeah. they're good oh, he, it, was, it was a dating it was a dating series they were talking about really they, they were talking about boundaries in regards to dating but it was just funny how we said it. boundaries say it with me boundaries are good yeah everyone's kind of gritting their teeth as they say it, it was, anyways it's kind of well of that. boundaries are good there we go they're super important not even not only just in marriage but in general in yeah. general in friendships and and who you let in because if someone were to come and ask you hey, can I stay over at your house? Or, hey, can I come over? You need to really be intentional about who's coming into your home. Who are you letting into your house? And it may have been someone that you trusted before, but like how have their actions been? You know, because I've been always so nice and always so, I feel like giving and having to explain or wanting to, if someone does something to me, I just feel like I have to do 10 times more and repay them for doing a simple gesture for me, I feel like I owe them so much. And sometimes you you don't. It's just a simple thank you. <laughs> thank you. If like if people do things for you and it, it comes with a string attached, that's not the right heart behind it. Like you shouldn't have given you'll get kind of a mindset. You should have, no, give because I want to help you out because you're my friend, because you're my family, because whatever. Like, you know, it just made me think about my buddy, um, you know, buddy Kevin, who we've had on the yeah. podcast before. Like he was talking about, um, he's been really busy. You know, little punk hasn't texted me back yet, but I'll, I'll call him after we get off the podcast. But, anyways, um, like he was just texting me about today about how he's getting his house ready because um, there there's a showing for the house at like three o'clock today or something like that. And I just text, cool. shot him a text and I'm like, hey man, like you know, I wish you'd let me know. I could have helped you come out and clean, but like that's just something that I wanted to do mainly because like he's a he's a good friend of mine. Like I know that he would do the same for me. It's not because why well, I do it, but at the same time, I just do it because he's a good friend. And I want to Amen. be a good friend in that regard. And so it's like, whenever it comes to doing things for people, like you do it because you genuinely want to do it. You don't do it because you feel like you're, you owe them something or whatever have like, no, it's like, because this person, they're genuinely good people and I like them and such, I'm going to do that. Yeah. It might be a little bit of an inconvenience for me at this time, but because I love them so much or because like, you know, other things that I just really admire about them or whatever have you, I just want to do that in, in a giving way in that regard, not because of obligation. Oh, well, these things yeah. they've done for me and such. Even if I don't really want to do it, I'll still do it because I owe them. Like, no, bro. Yeah. Like, if they did it because they wanted to do it out of a giving heart, then just accept that. Say yes, but don't feel like you have to do things out of obligation because that's not the that's not the point. Exactly. And it's so good. And like what you said there, even like when it comes to say for a scenario, Kevin is a good friend of ours and um, he has this girlfriend who we truly love. She's Shout out amazing. to Miss Andra. Yeah, she's this so amazing. This is Mia's little girl. 
<laughs> she's Romanian and she's amazing and she's so good and they're so so you definitely found a great guy amazing there, together sure. yeah and like just with them like our friendship with them is just so much more just relaxed a friendship that we can invite them into our home and feel peace we can yeah. invite them into our home and knowing they're not trying to take something from us or looking in at our relationship as if it's something like oh i'm gonna be envious of them because that's what I want and I don't like that they're happy or I don't like that they do that inside. They want that. And because they can't get that, they're just envious. They're not like that at all. They have their relationship with Christ. They know who they are in the Lord and they know who they are with each other. And they have, they're already confident in who they are. And it's right. so cool to see that, that we can invite someone into our home and know we have peace. And when you don't have peace and you may have invite someone into your home, that's maybe from your past that your your husband doesn't know really well or do you invite someone over sunshine that I don't know really well and you invite them into our home and I don't have I have like a check in my spirit I don't feel really great with them in our home I don't want that person in here and in our marriage you have to respect that because that can bring division in your marriage 100% and yeah. that's happened it happened very recently it like it just caused <laughs> division and that's not what you want and your relationship so being in <laughs> tune with one another and he's just laughing i don't know why oh, i was just thinking about because the line i sent to you i'm like because we literally after this person <laughs> left this past weekend we literally went and like anointed yeah it doesn't matter um anointed the house with oil and such yeah. and like we're like just caught you know casting out um different uh you know casting out different you know any spirit of division any, basically any spirit that's not the holy spirit like yeah. we literally went around and anointed the house of oil and i was like you know what whenever my friends come we don't annoy the you know don't annoy the house of oil because i bring good people over here your friends come. well it's more so like not in anything like that it's more so you just have to be intentional of who you share your life with. Yeah. You have to be intentional of who you share your life with. And, and, and quite not, frankly, sometimes those kind of situations need to happen for your eyes to be open to yes. realize like, oh, wow. Like, I was just going to say that. Yeah. And it's not talking badly about anyone. I don't want it to look like that, but it's more so you learn. It's who, more of a learning experience. It's a learning like experience. Else, yeah. You grow from people. Yeah. You realize different things that you may have not realized at the moment because the old you was so nice. The old you accepted everything, had no boundaries. But the new you, especially you in a relationship, knows boundaries, knows how to say no, knows when to stop the madness, and knows when to kick the people out that don't belong in your life. Yeah. And that was be, such a big. You don't have to be rude to them or anything like that. Walking and, in love. And that's one thing I need to do a better job when it comes yes, to that. Sir. And I should, I definitely, <laughs> definitely have room to grow when it comes yeah. to that. And, and, and to be fair, which is not an excuse, but it was what I was leaning on, but it's something that I need to get better at. I was like, you know, I just didn't appreciate like how certain people have treated you and such. And then certain people come I into the that. house and I'm like, you expect me to put on a fake? I'm like, I'm not going to be fake, bro. Like I'm going to yeah. be like, anyway. So. Well, the point of that is to like what the Lord's like, I feel like put in my heart when we we're at church is even if there's someone that you're not fond of and you don't respect, you still show, you walk in love and show the love of God in you still. Bring yeah. that joy. You don't lose your joy because of someone else. And that's true. You I, keep that joy. And I've done good with that with other people. Like I was just yeah. thinking about a handful of people I can think of you off the top of my head that, like, where I can show mm -hmm. that love. I'm like, so that's no different than this situation was. I guess yeah. it just hit different hit at different. home. And it's okay it because it affected yeah. me. And I and I appreciate that. You love me so much. It affected you in that way. Exactly. You're my yeah. baby. I want to protect you. Anyone yeah. that come, tries to come against you, crush them like chocolate. Crush them like chocolate. Get my gut. Pistol whip them. <laughs> <laughs> in Christian love. In Christian but, love. But no, I mean, you can definitely walk in, walk in better love with people. And, and what I was going to say too, in regards to that as well, it's like, 
you don't like obviously like you're saying set those boundaries with people like don't like sometimes it's some unfortunately sometimes things like that just have to happen like where someone comes back into your life that you kind of knew wasn't re- really the right fit yeah and like despite what other people were saying like they need to just come into your life one last time and then all of a sudden your eyes are open like that certainly happened with me with people in the past like we were just talking about in our walk yeah. earlier it's like you know there were people that i used to hang out with that i fancied myself best friends with you know that i thought I was going to do life forever with and what was interesting is like every time that I go hang out with them, I go hang out with another buddy of mine who ended up being my best friend, Craig. And he'd be like, Ryan, have you ever noticed that, you know, whenever you go to hang out with these people and then you come out to my house, you kind of feel like crap every time because of your, you know, your, your time after your time with them. Mm-hmm. And after I was like, wow, that's actually you know a valid point. But then as time went on and there were literally certain situations that I feel like were kind of God ordained, if you will, yeah. um, where like things would happen in those relationships where I was like, oh wow, that makes sense as to why I shouldn't be around these people. And they're like, yeah. oh, that makes sense. Like, why, why would they not? You know, it was just it was just interesting things that would happen. Mm-hmm. And it's, I feel like in a similar sense with, with you this weekend as well. It was. And honestly, I haven't spoken about it just till now because it just happened. It literally just happened. So it's something that I feel the Lord has put in my heart to learn and to break through from and to prune from because I've yeah. lost. I wouldn't say it was a loss, but it is because I've let go of a lot of friends. I've had to. I've had to because they no longer serve me in that way. Not that, in the way yeah. of, I don't want to say, oh, they're not doing things for me, but they're not making my, they're not adding value to my life in the way in essence, that I you're want. trying to move your life forward. You're trying to grow. And essentially they're kind of like holding, holding you back. Me back. Yeah, holding and why back are they holding me forward. back is because of the comparison of who I used to be. And I'm not jealousy, envy. Yeah. And I'm not the old Tiff. Like I'm not the Tiff that people have seen me with. I'm not going to lie. Like I, I have been drunk Tiff. I've drank a whole bottle of Ciroc behind a car, twerking on the walls Tiff, like (laughs) sleeping around Tiff. I mean, people doing a lot of cocaine Tiff. I've never done cocaine in my life. (laughs) Honestly, I've only ever smoked something like one time and almost choked and I literally never touched that. I don't even like that, but I did used to drink a lot and I did, yeah, just mess around a lot. But yeah. once the Lord, I, I found the Lord came into my life, I feel like it was hard for a lot of the people that I've tried to bring back into my life that no longer serve. They don't accept me with Christ in me. Like they don't accept me as a changed woman with the bloodline of Christ. And I, I, I hope that makes sense because even though it's hard, there's going to be, when you're in a marriage, you're a team and you respect each other and like respect who we put in each other's life. Because if you, if I'm bringing someone into the home, I need to like go past, talk to sunshine about like, Hey, this person wants to come over. Is this okay? And talk about it. And we don't have to have an answer right away. We can take a deep breath, take a day or two, and then come back to it and answer that. It's not something that you should feel pressured to answer right away. So it's something you guys need to talk about and communicate with. And that's something I feel like, especially this weekend that we learned and moving forward is who are we bringing to our home? Who are we bringing into our life? Who is speaking into our life? Who is, who are laying, who's laying hands on, on us? And that's been something truly transforming. And it's super sweet how the Lord is bringing like these sweet women into my life, um, slowly, but surely. And it's been a huge blessing. And it's something that the Lord, you keep just keep in prayer and just don't give up on that. But I was going to yeah. say one thing you just said as well, like, you know, you know, you know, don't feel like pressured. Like, honestly, if you're feeling pressure to do something, typically it's not going to be the right thing. Like yeah. if you're feeling pressured, like you need to act now or whatever have you, then if you're feeling pressure and you don't feel peace about it, don't do it. 
Like it's mm. not going to be the right thing. If it's, if it seems like a pressure situation, but you feel peace about it, then do it. But if you feel pressure to do it, but you don't really feel peace about it, don't do it. Like, even if it feels like an opportunity, like, well, if I don't act now, I'm going to miss it. Well, then you're then you'll miss it. But ultimately, yeah. if, you, if you're not feeling peace about something, pray about it first. And if you're not feeling peace about it, if you and your spouse don't feel peace about it, don't do it. You know, yeah. don't, don't feel like you have to do it just because of whatever, you know, and mm. like, Oh, what might they think? Or what this not like, no, dude, the right people, the right people will come into your life regardless. And like one of the things I was going to say too, it's like yeah. the people that get rooted out of your life or people that you don't want to bring into to, to guard your marriage or whatever have you, just because you guard yourself and you set boundaries or whatever have you doesn't mean doesn't make them bad people either they might not exactly. be people that you want to associate with it might not yeah. be people you want to bring over on a regular basis or ever again you know mm -hmm. but um at the same time it doesn't make them bad people and I, I want to just make it clear it's like when it comes to those kind of things as well pray for them and like genuinely yep. pray for them like actually lift them up and like also do I say this on a regular basis, but I want to make, make it clear because I feel like a great Christian thing to do. Like people talk about, Oh, just pray for them. And people don't actually pray for them. Yep. Oh, well, you know, this, and, and it seems almost like a, like it's a, like natural an empty, to say, just yeah, say, like, it, just like, say an, it. like an empty thing to say and such. I'm like, no, like actually pray for them and mm -hmm. actually lift them up in prayer. Like pray, like God, I pray that they don't Lord. I pray that they don't like they, that they seek for you, seek you first or that you would show them the things in their life that they need to fix. And Lord, I pray that they don't treat anyone like that in the same way. Pray that for yourself, Lord. Amen. If there's anything in my life, if there's a blind spot in my life that I'm not, you know, accurately, you know, representing you in a in a, in a great light. If I'm not if I'm not being a great ambassador of you, Lord, mm -hmm. show me the things that I need to get right as well. Because don't ever think that just because oh well, you know, someone in their life they're just doing you know they're just doing X, Y, and Z so bad that you don't have things in your life that you need to correct. We always yeah. have things in our life that we need to get better at. So you always have to think about that verse from Matthew seven. I think it's Matthew 7, 3 through 5. It's like, why are you so consumed when the speck in your neighbor's eye when you have a log in your own eye? It's like hypocrite. First yeah. of all, deal with the log in your own eye before you deal with someone else's stuff. So it's like, yes, set those boundaries. Yes, like get people out of your life that are not adding mm -hmm. value to it. And not everyone needs to be so adding value. You can literally, you can just have a, a relationship with someone that's just like, hey, how you doing, man? You know, and you just have a conversations yeah. with them and it's just a fun person to hang out with. Not every person needs to be challenging you and like, all right, we're going to do a no. thousand burpees this week. We get, like not, not everyone needs to be doing that. That's are we, we going to start ten businesses? Not, there's nothing wrong with that. That's all well and good. I'm not saying that every single person needs to be like such such add value, but are they helping move your life forward? That's the most important part. Or are they? Whenever you are around them, do you find yourself being more uplifted? Do you find yourself being more encouraged, more closer to the Lord, whatever? Or do you find yourself more so feeling drained or feeling discouraged or feeling shamed or feeling like oh, I'm not enough or whatever? You have to if, put up a front. Yeah. If then, like, yeah. And that, if you feel like you always have to like put on a front for people or have to fake it for people or whatever have you, guess what? Those are not the people that you need in your life. So cut those people off. Again, it doesn't mean that they're bad people. And it, for that matter, it doesn't mean that you're a bad person for not wanting to have exactly. them in your life that either. I was going to say that. It doesn't you know? mean you're a bad person for doing that. Yes. And you can feel a lot of like, you. the enemy will make you feel shame for doing that. But honestly, you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't do that. Yeah, like, you're doing your marriage a disservice if you don't do that. Do you want to become the man or woman that God created you to become? Do you want to have the marriage that God qualified you to have as well? If that's the case, then you're going to have to make decisions that are going to be challenging. You're going to have to make decisions that are going to be hard. They're not always going to be easy. Y'all, name me one area in life that you can just do one, make one decision. It's great and you never have to put any work into it. Go ahead. I'll wait. Guess what? There's not. 
there's not there's nothing that you can do that you'll just make one decision you can just do one action on and it'll be great for the rest of your life no you constantly have to keep up on it you constantly have to put work into it i can't just go to the gym one day run a mile on the treadmill do 100 sit-ups or whatever have and expect to be jacked for the rest of my life it doesn't work that way mm-hmm. you have to consistently pour into it same way with your marriage same way yeah. with your body same way with anything like you have to take care of it and just like with the parable of the talents bro it's like it's stewardship how are you stewarding what god has placed into your hand Mm -hmm. if you're not working at it if you're not you know giving it your best every single day then you can't expect it to do great things so it's like you're not a bad person for cutting bad people out of your life not bad people you're not a bad person for cutting non you know non-necessary people out of your life right and again pray for them lift them up and pray for yourself too like lord if there's areas that i need to get better in show me if i'm not treating people correctly show me like you for me it's like that's that self-crucifixion aspect really is a great aspect of it too when it comes to prayer because like it's oftentimes we pray for people and we pray for others and such and we pray like god like give me opportunity give me this but also look show me if i'm being a real jerk to people show me if i'm not being a great christian show me areas that i need to get better at that. You know, I mean, like so many times we have people that, you know, that are disgusted with the church. I'm like, well, yeah, I can understand why you are because there's people mm-hmm. that, you know, cr- proclaim to be a Christian, but then treat you worse than anyone else. And then proclaim to be a Christian and just put on a show because they just want to put on a show. Oh, I'm a Christian. I do this. I do that. But they don't even bear the fruit. Yeah. It's like it, they just want to be a, you know, the, what the whole, the, you know, the whole rhino thing, Republican in name only yeah. or Democrat in name only, whatever. It's like they're, they're, you know, a Sino kind of whatever it is, Christian in name only, mm-hmm. man. Like they don't bear the fruit in any other area of their life. But anyways, that's yeah. just a rant. But. Yeah. Well, everything <laughs> was great. I, I love what you said there. And appreciate that. Yeah. appreciate that. So I think the next, um, last topic maybe we could talk about something that's kind of that we've seen a lot and uh, yeah we've just been seeing it a lot and something that we we hold really strong in our heart is being equally yoked with before marriage you know you have to know that your significant other your future significant other is on the same page as you especially when it comes to knowing the lord especially knowing the love of christ especially bearing the fruit and having the same values, the same goals. It doesn't, not everything has to line up perfectly, but the main things are your foundations aligned. Exactly. Are your foundations aligned? Because what can happen? Like there's a scenario that, um, I can just give out like a scenario. Let's say you're, let's say sunshine and I are not married yet. And we don't know. We, we never talk Jesus. We never talk the Lord. Um, and matter of fact, I don't even care about religion. This is just scenario. And sunshine gets his revelation and he starts saying, you know what? I really want to start going to church. And I'm just like, Oh, okay, cool. See ya. Go to church, you know, peace, peace. And then he goes to church. He's starting to see the love of, of, of the Lord and it's starting to come in him. And I'm just like, Hmm, just doing my own thing sunshine comes to me we're still in a relationship just dating he starts talking to me about the lord i'm like cool cool maybe one day i'll come to the lord and stuff but mind you this dating relationship turned had turned into an engagement and now we're engaged and now sunshine knows the lord and i'm still just like in la la land not knowing the lord yet and not wanting revelation light and just doing my own thing now you're planned your wedding you have people already set to come to your wedding. Now what do you do? Now knowing that you are coming to the Lord, sunshine, like you've come to the Lord, you know that the Lord calls us to be equally yoked. Be with someone who is equally yoked. What do you do in the situation where I'm not 
specifically chasing after the Lord and, and, and chasing the heart of the Lord. I'm not there yet, but maybe I will be. I'm not sure. What would you do? Well, I was thinking about, uh, what is it? Um, that verse, what you're referring to is Second Corinthians, um, I think Second Corinthians 6. Let me just look it up real fast because that's, this is worth, uh, I feel like it's, it's worth reading in that regard. But cool. yeah. I put you in the spot. So. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> um, let me see. Second Corinthians 6, 14. Yeah, it says, don't team up with those who are unbelievers. How can righteousness be a partner with wickedness? How can light live with darkness? What harmony can there be between Christ and the devil? How can a believer be a partner with an unbeliever? And what union can there be between God's temple and idols? For, the, for we are the temple of the living God. Um, but yeah, I mean, the verse goes on, um, but it's like, at first, I mean, the, the first thing is like, you know, don't get married. I mean, that's yeah. the main thing. It's like, don't get married because it's like, it's going to be, especially if you're, cause really it just comes down to, you're going to have a lot of division. Um, you're mm-hmm. going to have a lot of, especially like, okay, how are you going to raise your kids? You're going to raise your kids not to believe in, in Jesus. Or you're going to raise your kids to believe in Jesus. And if that's, if we are going to raise them to believe in Jesus, okay, well, what if they come to you and they come to you and, you know, and such that you're going to, what are you going to tell them? Like, oh, well, the things that your father believes is, you know, just a bunch of hogwash, but you know, here's actual truth and such. And you're going to have, ultimately, you're going to have a kingdom that's divided against itself and house Mm. divided against itself cannot stand as the Bible talks about as well. So it's like, really, it just comes down to don't get married. It doesn't mean that you guys can't be a good fit for each other in the future. Yeah. You know, it doesn't mean that you guys can't be, you know, potentially married in the future. But at the time right now, I just don't think that's wise. It's not wise to have someone that's going to be, I've heard of, and, and I can just hear people saying, well, you know, I've heard about this person getting married and they, you know, this person's a, like, a yeah, you're going to hear those stories every now and then. Sure. And I would imagine that, and there's people that on the out on the outside can seem to put up a good front um, when it comes to mm-hmm. that. Um, I just I don't know. I I would really doubt the legitimacy of the harmony in the house, mm-hmm. the openness in the house. Like I mean, how would you feel if you have someone that you know you're gonna be you know that you're gonna be married, so you're gonna be living with as well in a marriage covenant, but you can't talk to them about this most important thing in your life you can't talk to them about your relationship with jesus because they don't they're not believing in it and eventually it might come down to the point of you know, depending how you know deep your relationship with the lord is and how yeah. your commitment is to that if you go start going to church and maybe the kids are involved in that and such it might even develop into a level of resentment um, it yeah. might even le- develop into a level of like well just being sarcastic or even like putting you down for what your beliefs are and such mm-hmm. so it's just it, to me it just even not to me, just based on what the Bible talks about. It's like, you can't, it's like oil and water just doesn't, they just don't mix and such. So it's like, yeah, I mean, just, I would, I just wouldn't get married. It just comes down to that because it just, it really just presents, I feel like the, the potential for more division, the potential for more issues than positives, um, really are more, yeah, are really worse than the potential upside to it, which I I don't know. I, I again I can hear just people saying like, well, there's I know my friend and her husband got married and such, and they are doing great and blah blah blah. But I'm like, yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah. I even know like there's even a, a, a gal that we knew personally that her husband was they got married and then she got. She, but this is different because it's different. That's what I was in, gonna say. It's different. They both didn't. Know yeah, the it's Lord it's at the different. Time. It's different. Every situation is different. Like sometimes you'll have a couple that gets married and they both don't know the Lord at that time, but then. 
one of them ends up coming to the Lord. And then like all of a sudden they're like, oh, wow. And then like, then it comes, it, but that's then the other person regard. gets to know the Lord. Correct. But in that situation, that was so good. Such a great answer because, and just to tag along that a lot of the times when we see, you know, you, you marry a lot of people and a lot of, some of these stories that we see, it's just like the two people don't know the Lord at the time that they're getting married. And, but potentially they come to know the Lord together. Yeah. And that's what I pray for all my couples. Like yes. I always make a point of we praying for their marriages, for whether they know the Lord mm-hmm. or they don't. Amen. Um, I mean, and to be fair, when, if you're new to, new to me and you don't know much about qualified covenant and the company, it's like, there are certain couples that I won't marry. Unfortunately, I haven't yeah. had to deal with any of those yet. Um, but it's like, I make a point of, you know, and we, you know, there's certain couples that maybe don't want a religious ceremony. That's fine. You know, we, we yeah. can take mentions of God out there. I still pray for them. Even if they love the Lord, I still pray for them even if they don't know the Lord yet. And that's perfectly fine. I'll still make a point of praying for them and doing stuff. But I always make a point of, you know, there's certain boundaries that even I have when it comes to that too, for sure. Amen. And you do such a great job with that. Thank so you. yeah, you're welcome. So and, and there's so many scenarios that we see. There's sometimes there's weddings that you're going to officiate that sometimes we just have to take a step back. Like they're, they're living with each other before they're married. They're doing these things and yet they're proclaiming to know the Lord and just understanding, okay, maybe they're not there yet with their faith. Yeah, they haven't gotten that revelation yet or that conviction yet in that regard. Yes. And that's why... That's why it's so important too, like to think about like the, what you talked about a second ago, specking your neighbor's eye, logging your own. It's like, you know what? It's not my, tur- it's not my job to judge. It's like the exactly. Holy Spirit's job to convict. Exactly. I'm just called to love. And you know, and if you they were to ask job. my opinion, then I could tell them, but yeah, <laughs> I'm in just going to give, uh, yeah, in love and in, in love and that. I'm not going to give unsolicited advice. That's for sure. Yeah. Cause they can get to know the Lord in their own way. But the, the main kind of problem is when if you're in a situation where you're engaged and you know you're coming to the Lord and you know for sure the Lord says you're called to be equally yoked. You just heard this. Now you know, okay? So it's worse when you know what not to do and you still do it. Yeah. It, it, it's different when you don't know and you do it. And then you realize. So just keep that in mind when you're making decisions because the Lord will bless the right decision. And when you're doing something based on, oh, well, I have to get married now because the wedding's been, or I have to get married now, we're engaged. People or, are expecting it. If you're expecting yeah. it, who cares what they think? Who cares if you have to cancel it? What does the Lord say? Yeah, what does the Lord say? Honor the Lord and he will bless, bless, bless your future marriage at the right time. Amen. And so that was another thing. And then a last thing, a scenario, because I could ask you this question. So what if you've been let's say um, you've been single for a really long time and you see this person and you just fall like head over heels. They're super, super good looking and they, they seem like they love the Lord and you're really wanting to get married and everyone around you is getting married and you don't know all the details about this person yet and you're just going by surface level. And then you maybe take some premarital counseling together. You start talking and communicating and they're telling you all these things that you know are potential red flags. Um, you know, things that have happened in their past and it's, it's a red flag and you're seeing it, but you're trying not to acknowledge it too much because you really want to be with this person. And you, even though, you know, they have a lot of work to get done on themselves, you're still pushing through that. Now, let's just say like a few months in, they propose to you and you're just like, uh, um, yes. And you say yes. Now you're engaged to someone who you 
seen these red flags and you don't potentially they're not just quite ready for a marriage yet because they haven't gotten healed from a lot a lot of past hurt now you end up getting married to this person and now you're put into this huge predicament on a lot of healing a lot of past hurts a lot of things that come up like what do you do in that situation like what do you do because now you're in a relationship where it's it you may have rushed things what 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 have you had done differently does that not gotten engaged engaged. (laughs) well uh, the the main thing i would have done you know uh, figured out how to build a time machine and go back (laughs) but 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 no i mean short of just saying like you know hey you made a stupid decision and now you've got to live with the consequences of it i mean the main thing (sighs) so it sucks hearing those kind of those kind of stories because it's like I get it. Like you want to get married, you are attracted to someone. It's like you want to do that and such. Especially whenever it comes for whenever it comes to guys or gals. I mean, I feel like both people, yeah. both both genders, yeah. you know, both two genders um, deal with that. <laughs> um, there's only two genders, by the way. Amen. Um, amen. But uh, anyway, so beyond that, um, the, uh, the the thing that we deal with when it comes to that is like you're getting comparative. Maybe you feel behind. You're getting maybe, you know, insecure feeling like, you know, well, my, I don't want people to think differently of me and such. Your pride is getting in the way and such. So it's like, you got to, but you got to realize it's like marriage is a covenant. It's like, it's a lifelong Mm -hmm. commitment. And when it comes to that, if you're seeing things on the front end that are red flags and what's a red flag, basically things that you should be concerned about that are character issues or things that they haven't been healed from. Maybe someone has past trauma. Maybe they've been divorced. Maybe they have had something happen to them. That is something that they would need to actually get like, like we just said healing from before they entered into a marriage and such. Cause yeah. marriage is, it's, it's a, it, It'll bring out every single thing that is bad in your life to the surface, bro. Yes, if you don't think will. that's true, to get married and you'll figure that out. It's like it's it's something that will bring all those things to the, to the surface. So it's like if you're seeing those areas of caution, whether that's through your own seeing or maybe that's through someone that you love or who loves you rather, maybe it's a family member or a close friend who sees those issues in you know his or her life. You need to listen to those and yeah. and don't be so cavalier about, you know, well, you know, psh, they can just get over that. I love this person. Love is love, whatever. It's like, no, bro, like listen to wise counsel. Listen to those things. Even if it might not seem legitimate, take some time with it. Okay. Maybe I don't yeah. necessarily agree with that, but instead of rushing into this, I'm going to take my time with it. And most importantly, I'm going to seek the Lord about it. Like mm-hmm. God, like if this is something that I need to, you know, just, you know, hit pause on, let me know. Like, Lord, I'm just going to seek you. I'm going to, I'm going to pray. I'm going to fast. Like, and, and seek the Lord on that and seek counsel with it. Because once you get into that marriage covenant, yes, you can still, can God work in your marriage? Of course he can. Yeah. Can God still bless your marriage? Of course he can. If you made mistakes, of course he can. We have grace, bro. I mean, of course. But at the same time, when it comes to that, <laughs> Why? It's just like when it comes down to this, it's like a great parent. Whenever a parent shows, um, like has a has a kid and such, and they and they see a kid going down the wrong way and such, a great parent will give them wise counsel to give them wise guidance. They'll try to point out things like, "Hey, don't go down this way. Hey, go down this way." It's not like they're in, in a similar way. If like if you see red flags or whatever, happy. A, a, a great parent is not pointing out those things to steal that per, that kid their kid's fun. No, they're not pointing out those things that are potential dangers, that are potential issues, that are potential you know life threatening things. They're not pointing that those out to be a you know just a fun sucker in their kid's life. No, they're doing that to prevent bad things from happening. In the same way, 
you have to realize those potential red flags in someone else's life. Again, it does not mean that they're a bad person. It doesn't mean that they're just broken and damaged and they can never get Lost married. Like, goods no, or something. No, it doesn't mean they're damaged goods or anything like that. What it means is they have healing to do before they step into another area. It's like whenever you're going through the talking phase, you know, that's a, that's, that's an area. It's kind of like getting a job really is what it comes down to. Like you're, when you're going to the job, you get a job application, you fill your job application out, you get an interview. Well, the interview in, in marriage is kind of like dating, right? And then mm-hmm. you have the, you know, you get a little, you get a, bit, a little bit of a raise and you go to the engagement and then the actual getting the job is getting married in that regard. But you, when it comes to the job, you have to make sure the person that can meet the, that is going into fulfill that job has what the proper resume their proper qualifications. And so if they have things that they're dealing with, you don't want someone going into a hospitality role who has anger issues, who has, you know, who is a big sarcastic, you know, butthole. Like you don't want people like Mm -hmm. that going into that in the same way, because why? Because they're going to treat people that come that want a hospitable host. They're going to treat them badly. If something yeah. happens, they're going to pop off. You know, they, they can't. They can't control their anger. They can't control. They can't deal with high tense. You know, high tense issues and such, and high tense environments. Yeah. So you want someone who can step into that role, who will be able to adequately process and adequately, you know, navigate that with a professional manner as well. Mm. So it's like in the same way for a marriage. Is this person patient? Is this person loving? How do they communicate? How do they treat other people? How do they treat people that cannot do anything for them as well? Like you want to be asking certain questions. And if you see red flags, again, that may not be, that may not be a whole reason to completely come to a stop and cut it off and break up, whatever have you. It might just be, Hey, proceed with caution. Hey, yeah. Let's just talk about this and such. And like, time. yeah, just take some more time, dude. If you're gonna spend the rest of your life with someone, what's taking a few months or even like several more months out of, or even possibly up to a year to have some healing there and such. And like, honestly, if you're seeking the Lord first and you're seeking, and you're making a point of giving it to God anyways, it's like you and I did whenever we were dating. Yeah. It's like, we always prayed, God, if this is your will, let it work yeah. out. If it's not your will, then let it not work out. And we prayed that from the beginning in the mm-hmm. same way, like pray that over your marriage, bro. Pray it over. If, if that's, if you're someone that's already gotten married yeah. and you're in a position like that, I would pray, Lord, like I would pray that you would help us to heal it. Cause God can definitely heal that marriage for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, is there, is there an appropriate time for divorce? Maybe, um, I, possibly. Yeah. I, I don't ever want to condone that because I don't think it's never necessarily the th- the thing that can be done. But at the same time, it's like. Can God, can you get a divorce and then God heal your marriage later on? You'll get back together. Of course. We heard that with Kylie. We've heard that before with my friend Alan. And so it's like, that can definitely happen. So like, don't think that just because if you were to get a divorce that, you know, God, God's done with you and there's no, there's grace for that, bro. It's like, obviously that's not God's desire. It's got not, not God's plan because why? Because divorce hurts people at the end of the day and God loves people. So God doesn't want you to be hurt. Um, so it's like, if you've gotten yourself in that position and you're already married, well, then you know what? Seek out counsel, seek out help, seek out guidance and like take divorce off the table at first. That's the main thing. And like Mm -hmm. seek the Lord most importantly. Um, and then when it comes to like, if you're just in the dating phase and you're seeing red flags, pay attention to it. Don't be an idiot. You know, like don't be an idiot and such like pay attention to those red flags and such. And like, if Mm -hmm. it's something that is cause for concern, if the, if the people that are actually most important to you in your life, your friends, your parents, if you have a great relationship with your parents and such, and you trust 
their guidance and such, listen to them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, listen to those people that are trying to speak into you. And like, if it's, if it's your pastor, if it's whatever, it's like, listen to those people. Like, don't just yep. make, again, don't just make decisions, just, you know, just, you know, gallivanting into the wrong direction. It's like, if people genuinely care about you and they love you, then they're going to try to steer you in the right direction. So it's like, and again, I just want to make clear, I'm not condoning divorce. I don't think that's the yeah, right decision ever, that. every yeah. single, I don't think that's the right decision ever. Um, I think there's only certain situations where it's like that can be the only way conceivable out. But it's like I've also seen where God has healed those marriages and such too and brought them back together. So I just want to make sure it's like marriage is never okay. Sorry, divorce Divorce is never never okay okay. um, in that regard because God can always heal whatever you've walked through and such. So even if you, but even if you have gotten a divorce, in that regard, God can still heal that and bring you guys back together and ultimately bring glory and honor to him. So I just want to make that clear as well. I feel like I was, I feel like I was almost sounding like I was talking out of both sides of my mouth. Like yeah. I'm not, divorce is, divorce is not great. We do not want to do that. And, and, but if you have gotten one, then that is, you know, there's grace for that. You're not damaged goods. Yes, God can still go. heal that mm-hmm. in your life. Even if you never get back together, God can still hear that, heal that and then make great things out of that as well. Yeah. So there'll be someone, there's still someone out there exactly. for you. Exactly. So yeah, cause I feel like a lot of people when they do get divorced and they're, especially when they're following the Lord and they're Christians and they, they feel shame and, and that's not something that you should feel. No, shame is not from the Lord. Yeah. Man. Shame is from the enemy. Exactly. Um, conviction is from the Lord. Condo, you know, you know, don't feel condemned about it, but feel convicted about it. If you've done, if you mess up, you've done something wrong, well, get healing for it. Seek out counsel from it, but don't feel like you're damaged because you can't, because if you, if you happen to have gotten a divorce, like bro, like, yeah, it sucks. Like, I don't want to, I don't wish that upon anybody, but at the same time, it's like, you're not damaged goods. Like there's still hope for you There's as well. still a long life to yeah, live. Yeah. Just in the same way, someone that struggled with any kind of, uh, any kind of other thing in their life. And they might feel like, you know, I'm, I'm too far gone or whatever. Like, no bro. Like there God, is freedom. Yeah. Provided that you're still living yep. and provided you're above ground, your purpose still stands. So, yeah, I love that. Great, great answer. I know I put you on the spot twice. We didn't go over these questions, but they're just coming to my mind. All good. But overall, like even just to tie a little bit. I was hopefully that, that was helpful. <laughs> I think so. I think so. And even when it comes to like when you're Christians and, you know, I was like, I have to get married because I really want to have sex. Like, honestly, that's what a lot of, I feel like a lot of Christians may feel pressure um, because they know not doing the business is good until you're, you're married, you know, so... <laughs> so basically it's like (laughs) so basically what do you do in that situation a lot of people are like okay well let's get married but yet they fail to see other things because they're so focused on the thing that they're trying not to do that once they get in the marriage things start to show up that you're like oh i did not know this oh really you do this oh what did i just marry myself into only solely because i didn't want to disobey the lord and have sex before marriage because of temptation. But what I have to say to that is keep seeking the Lord in your engagement, keep seeking the Lord in your relationship and ask him to help you not to fall into temptation and recognize it. And you're not going to be perfect. Some people, Hey, some people are like, great. They're just so good, but it's not perfect and it won't look perfect. But what is worse you getting into a relationship just because you want to have sex or not disobeying the Lord. I see your heart, but also you have to know that a marriage is life. It, 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 you're going to live with them for the rest of your life. So 
it's just realizing those things and seeing those things and um, just knowing those things. So I think just to wrap it up, I think overall. Well, I want yeah, to touch yeah. on what you just said. Okay, go for um, it. When it comes to that part, like someone rushing into a marriage because they they wanted to honor the Lord and not have sex and such, therefore yeah. we got married, so therefore we could have sex. I mean, I get what the what the what Paul talks about. I think it's in First Corinthians, if I'm not mistaken. But I know it's in the New Testament somewhere. But anyways, um, what he talks about is it's better to get married than to burn in youthful lust for each other and such. So basically, it's like, hey, instead of just burning in your desire for each other, go ahead and get married in that regard. I understand that part. I would think Paul would also agree with too. It's yes, you might struggle with that desire and, and such, which obviously, you know, having sex is a God given desire because guess yeah. who created sex? God did, right? So God fashioned that, God made that to be enjoyed within a marriage covenant. However, when it comes to that as well, I think Paul would also agree with have the ability to have the self control to control those desires and to have them be, you know, have them be, um, have the willpower to have them be expressed in a positive way within a marriage covenant. And so if you're not willing to have that self-control and the willpower, well, guess what? If you're not willing to control yourself before marriage, don't think that you're going to be able to control yourself during marriage as well. So if you can't, if you're a guy who can't control who he looks at and who he, you know, who he, you know, who he can't control his eyes from wandering and looking at a woman and lusting after them, it's like, then bro, you like, you don't have any business getting married right now because if you can't control that right now then you're you're not going to control it once you get married and you're able to have sex too because guess what your majority of your time that you're married you're not going to be having sex every single day no. and if you do good for you but at the same time it's like we have sex on a fairly on a consistent basis yeah. but it's like it's not something you do every single day and twice a day three times a day and such and it's not the main thing of marriage at all right if it is maybe you should reevaluate some stuff but no if it is you definitely need to reevaluate because what if someone what if something happens and your wife turns into a vegetable or you or you do or an accident happens or Mm -hmm. they're not able to have sex for a certain period of time are you what are you just going to leave them after that like no so you have to have a foundation you have to have more things to it than just that because if you don't then guess what your marriage is already predestined to fail Mm -hmm. so it's like have the before you just you know go rushing into it because i don't want to i don't want to stand in such well dude focus on you know asking the lord like lord give me self-control and obviously yes i I admire you for you know for wanting to have the willpower and wanting to have the desire to honor the lord i get that and if it and but just make sure that you don't just rush into that and ignore other things that are also important, like getting pre-marriage counseling, you know, having couples that you can come to that are already married that you can ask questions to and asking other questions of yourselves mm-hmm. as well. And like to make sure that you know this person well. And again, like we already talked about, like praying like, God, if this is the right thing, let it work out. And again, like there's, there's no reason that you should just be running into a marriage you know, just carelessly without asking questions, just because you simply don't want to have sex before you're married and honor the Lord that way. I get it. It's great yeah. to honor the Lord, but there's also other things that I feel like are very important um, to that as well. Now, again, I get it because I can just imagine there's people saying, well, I what about this couple that I knew that yeah. they were only, they only knew each other four months and they got I was ma- just thinking I was that like, too. yeah, of course, you know, yeah. goofball. Yes. There's obviously going to be a one-off. This is not an, obviously an absolute. Mm-hmm. It's just general advice that is more often than not from my experience is very wise advice to follow. Like taking, taking it slow doing those things. And honestly, like if you garner willpower and you build willpower and you've built that self-discipline to not do the things that you want to do, 
that's also going to translate into other positive areas of your life as well. So if you do that, don't think yeah. like, well, I just, no, it's like, if you do that, you're also going to be more disciplined with other areas in your life as well. So it's like that it's, it translates to other areas too. Yeah. And that, that's so good. And to piggyback off that, like even in marriage, because I knew that you wanted the same thing as me before we got married, like to save ourselves before marriage. And you're telling me how you're guarding your eyes and you're showing me how you're guarding your eyes and guarding your heart and guarding yours and what you see and what you watch. I felt so much more secure in our relationship. And I remember you always telling me, I'm like, I asked you because I didn't understand. I was like, why don't you just like, why did you just block that girl's page? Like, were you staring at her the whole time? Were you looking oh, yeah, at her you were stuff? Like confused. That's why I, was I was doing things. so yeah. confused. I was like, why? Like, do you just sit there looking at her page? Why do you have to block her? You just scroll through it. You're like, no, I'm just guarding my eyes. I don't want to see that. So I don't want it to keep showing up. So I'm going to block it and stop it before I want to keep looking. And so I'm like, well, why would you want to keep looking? But now I get it. Because I'm a guy. I was like, why would you want to keep looking at that? But I get it. I totally understand it. And because you did that, I feel a lot more confident. Even when the things that had happened that we spoke about in the last maybe other episode that, you know, you're calling other girls like beautiful and stuff like that. And I even though I was really upset. I knew that you'd done, already done a lot of work and you've already showed me that you can control your eyes and you can control what you're listening to and what you're watching. And so because of that reason, it put a lot more trust and a lot more security in our relationship in a marriage. Something that if you would have not honored that or even wanting to like have sex with me, if you wanted to do that with uh, us being married, it would make me feel like in a marriage that you would want to still do that with someone else yeah. who's not married because I, I wasn't obeying it when there wasn't a marriage covenant so why would i obey it when there was exactly yeah. and i think that's a good way to and, and when it comes to that like you mentioned like you know, guard my eyes like i still make a point of doing that today like mm -hmm. even like if i'm out on a run or if i'm at the gym and such like i can see just about a corner of my eye someone that just from like my peripherals like oh well, that might be an attractive girl in that regard but i don't make, i make a point of guarding my eyes and honestly i've gotten better just even just recently just thinking about you i'm like I guard my eyes because I love my wife and I love my marriage and I, I want to protect that mm -hmm. and such. And it's just like, you got to do those things. Even I'll, when you I'll look at someone with lust, that's sin. Yeah, no, exactly. Just like, yeah. I mean, what was it? Say Matthew. Uh, it isn't Matthew. I, is it Matthew 25, 28? I feel like that might be right, but maybe it's not. But basically it's like anyone who looks at a woman who lusts after her has already committed mm -hmm. adultery in his heart. So it's like, guys, like, Guard your eyes. And for that, women, and girls. women, too. Guard because your at the eyes. gym, like, too. Yeah, don't like, think it's just, I'm like, I have to guard my eyes, too. I'm like, don't exactly. look. Exactly. And it's not, and like, I'm grateful you brought that up. Like, why yeah. would you have to do that? Like, what are you? Like, I'm like, no, it's not a matter of like, well, I'm just such a, you know, a, a hornball that I just have to, like, everywhere <laughs> I, thought I look. I thought that was what it was at the beginning. I'm like, geez, this guy's just like really a sexaholic or right? something. Like, <laughs> he has to just block any girl. I'm no, just like, because dude. it's like, I know where that could lead and I know left unchecked where that could go because I've been there before. I did, I was a porn addict at one point. I was uh, looking at women in those ways and objectifying them. I remember being a, working at a gym one time, literally thinking about these like just i mean i don't want to go into it because it's just disgusting but it's like i remember just having these perverted thoughts in my head while i'm teaching in class i'm like i don't want that like i don't want that and i don't want that in my marriage i don't want that in my personal life i don't want i want to set a great example for my children and like i was oh, what verse is that i meant to i need to have that memorized but it's a verse that says um oh gosh it's in the uh Ah, I need to get it memorized. i'll have to say it the next time but it's nice, like it's a, it's a verse from proverbs that essentially what it talks about is like 
a, a righteous man um, leaves a, a righteous man um, how blessed he is because he sets a good example for his children to follow. Mm-hmm. And it's like to me that verse just like stuck out so much for me recently, especially because I'm like. I want to live a good example for my son to follow or for if we only have girls for my girls to follow if we only have boys for my sons to Aww. follow and such like I, I, I do because I, I want to if I if I want to if I'm going to take on that responsibility I don't want them to have you know for lack of a better word a jackass as a father I don't want someone yeah. that says something and doesn't do it who goes out and doesn't set a good example it's like if I want to lead by example then I have to start with myself and it's like obviously we have time before we're going to start having children so it's like I'm, I'm already I'm fortunately we have time we have to, we're going to start planning around the end yeah, of next year mm-hmm. and such. It'll be longer if you keep that up. Ah, <laughs> hey, it takes two to tango, baby. Let's go. <laughs> but uh, anyways, but it's like, I want to make sure they have a great example to follow. And like, if I'm not leading myself well by stewarding you well and making sure that you feel appreciated, you feel loved and doing things with you. Like I want to, like we talked about before, I want to make sure that whenever we have children that they see me stewarding, they see their father stewarding their mother well. And likewise, vice versa. And vice versa. So that way our daughters know what a healthy marriage looks like. Our sons know what a healthy marriage looks like. So that way, whenever they meet a gal, whenever our sons meet a a great gal someday or our daughter meets an awesome guy someday, that they're going to know what to look out for, what to know great qualities of and what to see like oh wow this guy's a real dirtbag or vice versa right so we want to make sure that we set a healthy example for them and we can't expect to set a healthy example for them if we're not living a healthy example of our own lives today so it's mm-hmm. like stewardship man it's like you got to be stewarding your life you got to be cognizant of those things you got to be making those right decisions are you going to get it right every day no but at the same time is your heart towards the lord are you wanting to become better and yeah. if you are you wanting to live the life that god has qualified you to live then dude it's going to take hard work but at the same time it's a process it's and so it's worth like it. it's so worth it though at the same time like I think about that and like that verse it's like whenever I read it the first time I was got me emotional because I'm like and it's love what the Amplified talks about because it's like they set a good example for their children to follow and I'm like that is so powerful because it's so true at the same time so I, I just love it but I I'm gonna love have, that. I'm gonna have to try to look special. it up right now and see if I can find it because it was is it's a good verse yeah I think overall um as you're finding the verse just closing up here because I feel like we're We've gone a lot, a long time. We're an hour 27. Wow. Yeah. I'm like, I'm a little <laughs> hungry. <Jeez> Louise. <laughs> but I, I feel like overall, just wrapping things up as you look for that, that when the Lord is centered in your marriage, when you're investing in your marriage, and even before marriage, when you're looking out for those red flags and when you're seeking the Lord and when you're doing those things, the Lord blesses that and being patient with yourself, with your, with your significant other, being patient with your future spouse and don't not getting yourself into something that ultimately is going to be, you're going to be like suffering through. You don't want that. You want peace in in your relationship and your marriage and all things. And so throughout this whole thing, you see like, we're not perfect. We've walked through things. We, we tell each other how it is in a very loving way. I mean, sometimes we can get a little mad. It come, sometimes it can not be loving, but at the same yeah. time we realize that and then we come back and we're like, hey, I apologize. We come back, you know, because honestly, like, coming from a Cuban family, sometimes I feel like I'm talking, but I'm really, to sunshine, I'm like yelling, why are you yelling? Am I yelling? This is how I talk. Uh, <laughs> this is how I talk. This is me talking. Yep. But, you know, it's it's funny saying that now about the moment it feels like I'm yelling, but I'm really not. I'm talking. But I see how to I say all that to say that no matter what the trials, no matter what you're walking through, that just forgiveness, patience, going through the motions, 
but with joy and, and finding that peace and just working together as a team. And yeah, I think that's the, some of the lessons that we've learned up to now, a year and something in marriage. Yep. And ultimately, the more that we grow in our marriage when we have kids and even our future little doggy together because you're going to be dog parents because Bailey is in Florida, so you really don't even own him as a dad. So <laughs> he's my son. But ultimately, we learn things and we grow through things. So I'm excited to see what the future holds and to share more about that. Amen. And the verse, I should have remembered it, but it's a verse is uh, Proverbs 20, verse 7 in the Amplified. It says, The righteous man who walks in integrity and lives life in accord with his godly beliefs, how blessed, happy, and spiritually secure are his children after him who have his example to follow. Amen. Some of my favorite verses. I, I, I love that so I much. I like but, that. Yeah. yeah, but but anyways, that's, I mean, that's, this is what it's, it's what it's all about, man. It's just like setting a good example and, you know, li- living living life, you know, more, more so living, living, leading by example in that regard. But anyways, that that's a... I love that. I, lo- yeah. I think that's a great way to end um, this episode i agree all right well That's hey so good. y'all that is the episode thank you so very much for listening for hanging on with this you know it's an hour and a half now but you know we weren't expecting <laughs> to go this long but here we are no. but nonetheless anyways y'all thank you so much for listening again if you sh- if you enjoyed this episode please share it out with at least one person let them know that you got value out of it and uh, if you haven't already please leave us a five-star review on apple Podcasts or spotify as well y'all we'll see you next monday until then yeah. remember you're qualified for more so never settle for less let's rock and roll love you guys talk to you soon <laughs>
Well, first of all, I am so dang excited for the decision that you just made. And I got to tell you this as well. It says in Luke 15 verse 10 in the Amplified Translation that there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. So what does that mean? Dude, right now, there's a dang party going on in heaven, bro. <laughs> like everyone's going crazy. They're like, hey, this girl, this guy just gave their life to Christ and made the best decision of their life. So seriously, I'm super happy for you and excited for that decision you made. So two things. Number one, I got to tell you, you got to recommend that you need to get a Bible and start reading the New Testament, reading about the life of Christ as well. So whether you download the Bible app off the iTunes store or, you know, for Android, and start reading it there or you know definitely recommend either the amplified translation or the new living translation or even the new king james as a translation as well or if you get a, a physical bible as well and start reading that's great but just make sure you start reading and you know reading the new testament learn about the life of christ and go from there and start growing that in that relationship and spending time with him second of all there's a special page that I made specifically for this as well on Qualified Pearl's website. That link for that is down below in the description. And it just takes you to some resources that I highly recommend that you get. Books that I've read, um, with the exception of one, there's one called, uh, what is it, Disciplines of a Godly Woman. Clearly haven't read that one. But <laughs> I, uh, I, the other ones I highly recommend, and they're super powerful. This, some great resources that will help you grow, help you improve, and just go deeper in your relationship with Christ as well. So, dude, so happy for you. And if you need anything, definitely feel free to reach out. Uh, Thequalifiedpodcast at gmail.com. Happy to answer any questions that you have. Y'all, have an amazing day. Until next time, chase your potential and live a life that makes a positive impact. We'll talk to you soon.